Yeah, hi, I'm Luke Alexander, President and CEO of Nucor Gold. Nucor Gold is advancing the Enchi project in Ghana. It's a district scale exploration project that's fundamentally underpinned by very robust economics that were put out in a 2021 PEA. We're in the process of updating that PEA. And I'd say now is a great time to be looking at Nucor Gold trades on the TSXV under the ticker NCAU and on the OTCQX NCAUF. Uh, we're currently trading at about $8 per ounce in the ground, less than 0.1 times the NPV of the project. And we've obviously been caught up with a number of other uh, gold companies in 2023 with the sell-off that we've seen. Uh, management own 20% of Nucor Gold. We've invested alongside investors. We continue to invest alongside investors because uh, we see the tremendous value opportunity that there is within the company. We're 45% institutionally owned, and these are deep-pocketed long-term investors who also recognize the district-scale exploration upside that we hold, as well as the fundamental underpinning of value that there is within the company. Look, good to see you again. Been a while. Um, so appreciate you coming on. Yeah, like I say, you've been caught up with uh, lots of fresh oil companies in what, what's been happening over the last three years, and you know your share prices. I guess no different from from most in that space. Been a, a nice sort of glide down to where where you sit today. I'm interested in how you take what you've got today and create value for that. Whether you do it or whether you need some other kind of mechanism, you know, change the plan um, at all. So remind us of the robust PEA you're talking about that you're about to uh, update. Yeah, so in 2021, we put out a PEA on the project. Since then, um, in March of this year, we put out an updated resource. That updated resource grew the overall size of the resource, but it also really de-risked the ounces in the ground. We moved 740,000 ounces from the inferred category into the indicated category, which obviously gives more confidence in those ounces, as well as we have another 970,000 ounces of inferred on top of that. So. We're going to wrap an updated PEA around that, get it out in the first half of uh, next year. Uh, if we look back at the PEA we put out in 2021, if we look at it at an 1850 gold price, you're looking at an after-tax NPV of US $300 million, after-tax IRR of 54% less than a two-year payback, and a nice production profile of over 90,000 ounces per year. Uh, so we've looked at the larger resource that we now have on the project, uh, and we think that we're going to be able to put out an even uh, uh, a better, more robust PEA in the first half of next year that's been significantly de-risked de with a number uh, of um, of things that we've accomplished over the last couple of years. Okay, well... well why an updated PEA? Why not run straight into the PFS? PFS gives people more confidence. They suspect it might be a genuinely robust uh, economic study. Um, so what, what was the thinking there? One of the big things you need to take uh, a PEA to a PFS is infill drilling. Uh, obviously, infill drilling can be uh, can be expensive. So a lot of the work that we've done and that you'll see within the PEA that we put out in the first half of next year is at a PFS level. Uh, the network, for example, which I'm sure is something you're going to ask about, we've done a huge amount of network on the project over the last couple of years, and that's starting to get to a PFS, FS type uh, level. 
We've done, um, you know, environmental and social baseline studies. We're in the pro process of doing a bunch of hydrological test work uh, on the project. So these are all things that ultimately are beyond what's required for a PEA. And our goal as a, as a company who's looking at taking this to a production decision and, uh, and then funding the building of the project, we want things to be done to the highest standard. So we're doing things beyond what's required for a PEA, but obviously there's a cost associated with infill drilling uh, that um, you know on the back of the PEA, we'll, uh, we'll speak with our major investors and see if it makes sense to push it towards that PFS or at that point, whether we uh, continue to drill. Okay, because I've, I've been looking, obviously, at the, the press releases across the, the, the year. We, we spoke at the beginning of the year. Um, and it's, it's, been a sort of, it's been a sort of quiet year. Um, you, I guess you've been mindful of cash and allocation of cash and what's the best return on, on, that, on that investment of that cash. Um, drillings, drilling results don't seem to really have kind of got anyone too excited at the at the moment so what why is the revised pa the best use of capital why not not bother with that preserve your cash and kind of get it get through the kind of other kind of more robust kind of pfs type activity next year when hopefully the market recovers i mean what, what were the discussions yeah so i guess i mean you know 2023 we've we have accomplished a lot and yes i hear your point that it hasn't been as busy as um as as years gone by uh, but we have put out an updated uh, resource. Uh, we've put out a number of, uh, of, of met test results. We also put out some very nice high-grade drill results on our NIAM deposit uh, on the back of the first ever underground resource that we put out uh, as part of that um, resource update. So we have been uh, active in terms of pushing the project uh, project forward. Our view is that if you look at the economics of the project today, this is a very economic project that can be built for relatively low capex. We're looking at $100 million of capex for roughly 100,000 ounces per year for an after-tax NPV of $300 million uh, with district-scale exploration upside. So when we looked at it, we said this is something and the feedback from the market, from our investors, is that they want to see this project move towards that construction decision. So this is one of the steps along along the way to de-risking the project and highlighting, you know, the the economics that uh, that, that the project has. So that's where we um, decided in this market where nobody's reward be rewarded for exploration uh, results. We can really de-risk the project for relatively uh, low capital. I mean, updating a PEA, met met work, environmental social baseline studies. These things don't cost a huge amount of money, but they're they're very important from a de-risking perspective. And there's kind of two elements there. There's the market side of things and and investors looking to buy the stock, but then there's the also the corporate investor. And anytime you start thinking about the corporate investor, when they look at projects, they want to see those projects de-risked uh, all the way through. They want to have 100% confidence in the Met. They want to have all the studies done on the project. They want it to be at a stage where you can ultimately just come in and uh, and build the project without having to uh, you know do all the do all the work that leads up to that uh, construction decision. Right, and and it's kind of like I'm enjoying having this conversation because what. What we've seen some companies having to do, or some companies deciding to do this year, is change the plan somewhat. 
in a reaction to what's been a very difficult market in terms of uh, not only the the equities, but access to capital, access to cheap capital, um, it, and, and any interest whatsoever in, 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 in gold, it seems. So for you guys, I know you said your shareholders saying, and, and the, you know, 45, is it 45% institution, I think you mentioned, you know, of course they want you to get through production. That's the name of the game. It's, it's not pump the market, it's you know, produce gold, produce cash. But at this level, were there discussions about perhaps you know changing the the scale of the the operation? Maybe it might reduce the econ- the efficiency and the and the economics initially, but it feels like a a safer bet, wouldn't it? To kind of start smaller and ramp up. Well, so Matt, I guess you know one of the advantages we've got at uh, at Nucor is we've actually got a project we can we can build, and the economics you know speak for themselves from that perspective. So. You know, we don't need to be out there drilling. If you look at a lot of companies, if you're not drilling, you're basically a zero because, you know, you might be sitting at a, at a resource size that doesn't justify a project. You might have, your project might be in a jurisdiction or, or a part of the world that it requires a huge amount of capex to put that project into production. So you need to get to, you know, call it three to five million ounces. We've got a very buildable project that for, again, $100 million can be put into production. When you look at that $100 million, let's say you you know look at 60% debt or 50% debt, you're looking at a 40 to $50 million uh, equity position to put that in into production. That's the kind of size of project that we can manage and that we can put into production. So again, that's why it's so attractive to move it towards a uh, towards a, a, a PEA, a PFS, and then ultimately a uh, a construction uh, decision. So you know, you start talking about going smaller. I mean, we've looked at at some of the economics of you know, let's say putting fifty thousand ounces into production. Once you're at that kind of size and scale, uh, it becomes more more difficult. You know, you're trading dollars to a certain extent, as well as the economies of scale uh, is one of the things that we looked at. And the benefit of every additional 10,000 ounces really adds to the economies of of scale and ultimately uh, uh, adds to the economics of the project. So we've done a lot of work internally looking at different size projects and and that's why we're kind of targeting this size project as well as as you kind of mentioned, you know, 45% institutionally owned. I mean, these are deep pocketed long-term investors who as we de-risk the project towards that construction decision, you know, they've got the ability to ultimately help fund us into production. So uh, that's why we're taking the approach we are. Okay, but I understand that. And I understand the efficiencies of scale. And that's why I said, you know, do you do you forego some of those efficiencies in the early years just to get the thing over the line? So but let me focus on that, um, how you get this funded and what type of money. You talk about maybe 40% equity on a hundred million um capex and i don't know what the opex is or or, or any other additional costs may be involved you know at a 20 million dollar market cap 40 million bucks that's that's a chunk of change it is is franklin or rougher or merck or cqs going to step in it doesn't seem like they're back i mean how do you get this funded because if you can if you can say the market I'm very confident about the way that this gets funded without diluting the hack out of our current shareholders on an equity basis. And the debt terms aren't so onerous that we can't refinance them out, com- get confidently at some later date. I- I'm-, I'm all ears because you know, 100,000 ounces a year, 
Love it. If you look at companies that move through the kind of development path line, let's call it. So taking it from PEA to PFS to FS and into a construction um, decision. I mean, we're trading at about 0.05 times the NPV of the project. So less than 0.1 times the NPV of the project. If you look at a number of development stage projects and where they're trading from a multiple perspective, as they get to that feasibility stage, the company ultimately re-rates along that path. So, you know, if you look at a feasibility stage uh, project that, you know, has good economics, is in a good jurisdiction uh, like Ghana, you know, you could see those trading at maybe 0.4 to 0.5 times the NPV of the project. So, you know, you look at where we are today uh, and, you know, there's multiples um, uh, from where we're trading today to where, you know, we should be trading at a pre-construction stage. So that's the opportunity is that you re-rate all the way through that path. So as we go from PEA to PFS to construction decision, you see that re-rate um, happen. And now you're all of a sudden, you know, potentially raising uh, construction capital at, um, you know, at a, at a hundred million dollar valuation, let's say. So then the dilution isn't as, uh, as punitive, uh, obviously. And the advantage we've got, you know, all the way through that is if the market comes back and uh, and exploration is in is in favor again, we've got a district scale exploration project that we've still only scratched the surface. I mean, we've only uh, drilled down to a maximum depth of 300 meters, and that's on a handful of, of holes. Our pit constrained resource today sits at uh, sits within pits that average 80 meters. So really, a lot of the focus has been on that oxide transitional kind of material that sits on our project. That's obviously the material that feeds the heap leach that we've outlined in the 2021 PEA and that we're uh, and that we're updating uh, in the first half of next year. So there's still that huge district scale exploration opportunity. And what we will ultimately create is a self-funded district scale uh, exploration company that uses the cash flow from the 100,000 ounces to aggressively uh, drill out the, uh, the rest of the, uh, the project um, uh, over, over time. And that's something that our institutional investors are, uh, are really um, uh, attracted to. Right. I understand the blue sky and, and, and that's people get excited about that subject to you being able to finance getting after it when you get into production and, and understand the theory of how you go through the economic phases to that point. I guess what the non-institutional shareholders um, that, that hold your stock are asking is, how do you do the next phase? How do you fund the next phase to allow you to potentially rewrite? God knows what the market's going to do next year. I, we think it's going to be positive, but we also thought that in 2023. How do you fund the next phase of the PA update, then fund the the PFS process um, to deliver a PFS to hopefully deliver a re-rate? And there's no guarantees you're going to get a re-rate because we've seen so many companies go through these phases and the market just doesn't care. So you've got to believe, what, what have I got to believe about your ability to kind of move through those phases? The next steps, not the future blue sky stuff. Not, not even production, but what do I need to believe that you're capable of delivering from me as a shareholder that's going to get me excited about the leverage that this company potentially has? Well, one of the advantages is we're, we're funded today. So again, I'm sure, Matt, for what? when you're- what, For what? 
we're 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 funded for the uh for the PEA and for the next 12 to 18 months. So um you know when when you look at the you know landscape today and, and I'm sure Matt you've gone through uh, a huge number of the you know companies out there who are you know currently trading on fumes. So you know when I talk to investors and and the market they go wow you guys have 5 million dollars in the bank you're in a very enviable position. So, 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 so let me just interrupt, yeah. Luke. Luke let me yeah. Because it's really important, okay? Because I, I could have one million in the bank and be funded for the next 18 months by doing sod all. So I want to say, you're funded to deliver the updated PEA and then and, and next 12 to 18 months. What, what happens at the end of 18 months? What have you got? What, what can I say? You, you yeah, so, so thanks, Matt. That's what I was just about to jump into. So that $5 million effectively funds the updating of the PEA, which we'll get out in the uh, in the first half of next year. As you've seen, we've been putting uh, lots of met test work out. We just completed two bulk samples. Um, you know, those were 15 ton samples, 90, uh, almost 92, 91, 92% recovery from those bulk samples. That further validates uh, the met, the, all, all the met test work that we've done uh, across the project to date. Uh, we're continuing to do additional met test work, environmental, social baseline studies. Hydrological test work on the uh, on the project. Uh, we're doing some condemnation drilling on the project. Uh, you know to ultimately make sure that where we're looking at putting the uh, heap leach pad, it, you know, doesn't have gold. So all of that work we are funded for, and you know, so we're very busy, active on the project, and a lot of that work doesn't cost a huge amount of money. Um, so, you know, from that perspective, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're well funded, you know, met test work. We can do that for relatively, uh, inexpensive. There's two, uh, world, world, uh, class labs in, uh, in Ghana. Um, you know, the environmental social baseline study. I mean, that hasn't cost us uh, a huge amount of, uh, of money. And then obviously the PEA. You know, yes, that's uh, that. You know, that 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 costs money, but again, relative to our cash position, it's not a meaningful amount. So we're you know we're ticking all of those boxes, getting all of that work done, which does create news flow. But more importantly, it uh, it fundamentally de-risks the project. So all of that work that I've been kind of talking about, um, you know, over the last however long, 15, 20 minutes that we've been chatting, we're funded for all of that work. Which you know is kind of twelve to uh, and and kind of a runway of twelve to eighteen months, let's say. Okay, so I I, I suspect the sixty five percent of your shareholders will understand what that means. So a PEA, which is quite easy to dismiss for for, for many because it's such a you know it's it's what could happen as opposed to what you know would happen or should happen or, and, and will happen is. Um, the next economic study, the PFS, will require a bit more money to be able to complete, but you'll have done quite a lot of the things already needed for that. Is is that right, or will you be able to get that across the line as well within the five million? Yeah, so we'll 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 ultimately have a lot of the work done to a uh, PFS level, uh, and if you go look at the met work we've done, that's a great example where we're. Kind of already um, getting close to that uh, that 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 type of um, uh, level. Uh, the the infill drilling is probably the the most expensive piece of producing a PFS. So that's something that you know when we look at it, you know probably somewhere around ten thousand meters, which is you know a million to two million dollars. Um, but really, we want to make that kind of decision 
on the back of the uh, updated PEA that we put out. Because at that stage, we can say, okay, well, you know, this is the project we've outlined, you know, 100 to 125,000 ounces of, uh, of production um, over a, you know, eight to 10 year mine life, whatever those numbers look like. And, you know, now we see that this is, a, you know, continues to be an extremely robust project that's been significantly uh, further de-risked with all of those other uh, components that we've been working on over the last couple of years. Now let's go infill, drill it and take it to a PFS. So, you know, we kind of make those decisions as we uh, as we go along and we make those decisions in conjunction with the um, investors that we uh, obviously have on our on our uh, on our share register given you know their deep pocketed investors who uh, uh, who obviously follow the sector very closely okay okay well look, I'm I'm good I just wanted to kind of maybe not, not dig you out but get yeah you know, dig into how this thing moves forward and you know what I need to be like so one from me you've got the cash you're not cash constrained like others you are getting on with doing stuff on the ground which will sort of I guess put your head in terms of when you do start a PFAS process and it's not too much infill drilling to actually happen so um look I appreciate the update um I think you're one of the stories we've looked at and go not sure everyone gets it no, not everyone understands where you're at or what the, what the potential is. You know, 100,000 ounce plus um, producer is not to be sniffed at. And for 20 million market cap at the moment, 14 cents, uh, I think perhaps I'll set for you. I think you're undervalued. So I appreciate you coming on. Uh, stay in touch. We'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks a lot, Matt.